Can you imagine the excitement when I found a quilter with the tagline, sewing, social media, and so much more? Today's guest has been working her magic on the social media scene in the sewing and quilting industry for a decade. Whether you own a quilty business or you are a quilter looking to get the most enjoyment out of social media, today's topic and expert will leave you with some great social media tips. Welcome to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Hello and welcome to another wonderful podcast episode where I explore the stories of teachers, speakers, artists, and everyday quilters to share their tips, tricks, adventures, and day-to-day life that will bring you more joy and less overwhelm in the quilting studio. I'm your host, Brandy Maslowski, also known as the Quilter on Fire, and I can't wait to share this week's episode with you. So here we go. Today's guest is Kim Nidzwicki. She grew up with the nickname Go Go Kim. I'll ask her about that coming up. And who would have ever known it would be the most perfectly memorable name on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest for her social media career. Kim has worked for some big players in the quilting and sewing industry for over a decade behind the scenes, of course, with her social media expertise. And she truly loves private consulting to help businesses get their content out into the world. And of course, She's become quite a quilting and sewing influencer herself. Kim Nidzwicki, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Boy, I have a lot to live up to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so nice to have you here. Social media is always a hot topic. So you've been quilting since your youngest son was born. So what got you started with him? Uh, What got me started was that... um, I know other people have probably heard this story before. When I was pregnant with him, I was on bed rest for three and a half months. And my mind was just like, bed rest is the worst. I cannot recommend it. And I was bored and um, I was going to make him a crocheted blanket. And I used to know how to crochet. But when I was pregnant, I dumped all of the crochet information. (laughs) (laughs) Just gone. (laughs) Never come back. It, It... just, I can, I have crochet needles and I have yarn, but for some reason they don't jive. So I started looking more into sewing to make him something. And I started out with just a rickety old sewing machine and wanting to make nice things for him. Most things that were available were overpriced or too juvenile. So I kind of went that down that road of learning how to make and I was making wet bags and I was a cloth diaper mom. Um, So I was making wet bags where you put the, you know, the wet nappies and I was putting in zippers before I even knew what putting in a zipper really meant. I just did it until I learned it. (laughs) I didn't sew before then at all. So I've just kind of stumbled my way through learning how to sew and learning how to quilt. That's so great. So he was your last child. So did you end up going back and making things for the first three kids? I've made them quilts, but oh, and I've made my daughter's skirts. She would even wear them to school and high school. And my mom made this and it had pockets, of course, because pockets are life, as we all know. I know every time someone has a dress on, they're like, it has pockets. (laughs) Yeah. So who has been a creative inspiration in your life? Oh, wow. That's a big question. That's like asking me to choose my favorite child. I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's like asking favorite color. It's like plaid because there are just so many different people who 
feed so many different areas of my life. You know, Luke Haynes has been a huge supporter and inspiration over the years. Pat Sloan, the queen. Bonnie Hunter is a huge, huge supporter. And uh, Kim LaPasic, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Natalie Santini from So Hungry Hippie. I mean, I've, I've been really fortunate. Tracy Mooney and I have been friends for, gosh, ever. I mean, the entire time I've worked in the industry, she and I have been very close. Uh, Terry Lucas. I mean, they're each of these people and more. I mean, I we could spend this whole time just me going through people Aww. so I know how amazing they are because there are just some real stand-up people. And did you have a family member who started getting you into being crafty early in life? Mm-mm. No. no, my entire family thought I was absolutely worthless. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, you're not. <laughs> um, I, did not, I did not have anyone who um, really supported that. And I actually, as an adult, have had family members seriously say to me, oh, we didn't know you knew how to do anything. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I laugh about it now, but boy, it hurt when I heard it. It's like, wait a minute. Oh my gosh. And we see such an opposite picture because your Instagram feed is so joyful and full of variety. It's got a huge range in sewing content, not just quilting. So how would you describe the type of quilting and sewing that you do? Drill sewing. I sew whatever. I I am a challenge sewer. I I don't keep a lot of the quilts I make. Typically quilts I make are for um, friends you know, family or charity. Most of the majority of the bulk of my, my quilts have gone to um, Project Linus or, um, you know, so I've given quite a lot to different organizations because, you know, I mean, how many quilts does one person need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the person who has the most of my quilts though is my son. And he will walk through, and if I'm working or some on something, he's like, "Oh, is that one for me?" If, if he has dibs, he will like be the first to have dibs on that quilt, and yeah. I love that. <laughs> and your style is so fresh. Your Instagram feed is a little bit modern, a little bit traditional, and very big on color. So I really love that. And um, so let's just talk about where you are in the world, and who do you share your world with every day? I already mentioned you have four kids, but where are you? Uh, Virginia. We're in Virginia and in between Richmond and DC. Okay. And are you in a house full of kids still, or are your kids sort of starting to go off into the world? Oh, most of my kids are gone. Most of my kids are, yes. The oldest is 33 and he is married to a wonderful woman and they have three kids. What? How is that possible? (laughs) Um, and our the next oldest son is in Romania. He works internationally all the time. It seems we haven't seen him because of COVID in a while. Yeah. Um, but now he's in Romania. Um, our daughter just graduated from college last wow. May, a whole year early. Oh my gosh, you must be so proud. Oh, I'm bursting. Um, but she's living at home right now because the cost of living in the real world right now is insanity. So she's kind of stuck with us. That sounds like Uh, a smart move. Yeah. (laughs) And then, um, our youngest is, is still at home also. 
Okay. So let's, let's, I don't want to let go of Instagram just yet. You have such a cute Instagram name, go, go Kim. So what's the story behind go, go Kim? The story behind go, go Kim is a very, I don't know, to me, it's very sweet. When my daughter was a baby and my boys are in school, the older boys, there was a mom who had a daughter that was the exact same age as my daughter. And so we became friends through the babies, which normally happens. And she came up to me one afternoon after school and she was kind of giggling and, and she said, you have a new name. And I said, what? She said, yeah, my son, um, we were talking about Kim and, and he asked if go, go Kim was coming over. And she was like, go, go, Kim. We don't know any go, go, Kim. <laughs> and what she realized was that when their family had friends that had some, you know, the same name, like they knew three different Kims, what their family did is they would say, okay, you know, Buick Kim or Volvo Kim or whoever. And I was Volvo Kim, but she said, oh, you mean Volvo Kim? And he said, no, no, no. She's go, go Kim. Cause she just goes and goes and goes oh. <laughs> so it kind of stuck. And I, I didn't use it for many years, obviously, because my daughter is six years older than my son. So yep. when it came time to go into the whole naming, you know, the, the branding, yeah. uh, go, go Kim just was the most obvious um, choice because it meant something to me. It kind of represents who I am. I've had people just go, Oh, you're the, the go-go girl. You're the go-go person. <laughs> like, yeah, that's me. I, so I really relate to it and it just, it's, it's a feel good thing for me. Yeah. It's such a good story. And it's such a memorable name for your brand as well. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to your website. So your website's clean and beautiful. It's full of color, of course, but it's not only about quilting for you. So what else do you do creatively besides quilting? Um, I sew garments. I really love sewing garments. I discovered in quilting when I started, I cannot read patterns. Truth be told, I'm horrible about reading patterns for anything. I'm a very visual learner. And um, if you've sewn the garments, you get that <laughs> garment patterns are written for seamstresses or people. It's a whole different language for mm -hmm. me. And I typically don't understand it. So my patterns tend to have lots of notes. Um, I do a lot of practice sewing um, because mistakes are not fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't want to use up good fabric for mistakes. So muslins are important, or even in quilting, if I'm not really 100% about the block, I yeah. will make one to practice to make sure that I get all of the concepts. I believe that a lot of people give up on sewing immediately because of mistakes that are made rather than practicing first, making those mistakes and getting those out of the way, mm -hmm. and then being able to find a way that works for you. Yeah. That's such because, a great idea. I mean, to make a muslin skirt first or to use some scrappy fabrics for a block so you don't waste the expensive stuff. Right. Fantastic and it idea. Have to be, it doesn't even have to, it can be old sheets. Yeah. It can be, I mean, I, I thrift so much of my fabric um, that I use for garment sewing and, and even for quilting. And it's just, it's, if you're lucky enough to have a Goodwill by the pound, 
near you, the blue bins, just go and grab some sheets and wash them. And you can do lots of, you can even use them for backing. I mean, you can do a lot of things with them. You can make quilts with them. You can make garments with them. I have. But practicing things first, especially if you're not completely comfortable with it, pick a project, have some practice, and then go for it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you won't know unless you try. And yeah. starting something is always so important. I mean, you're brave. You're so brave when you start anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So now if you want to peruse Kim's website, while you're listening to this podcast, just search gogokim.com. There's all kinds of free tutorials and you can learn more about her there. Okay. Now, Kim, you have a real passion for social media. So what would be some tips that you'd give a quilter? It depends upon where they are in the quilting world. I, there are typically a couple of few different types of quilters or sewers in general. I mean, yeah. this new community has casual users. They have people that are trying to find their way into the business worlds and world. And then we have the straight up influencers. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of different for each group. And when I started um, in 2012, it was interesting because influencers weren't really treated as businesses. That has changed dramatically over the past, I would say three years, but definitely two. So we'll start with the casual user. The casual user is just somebody who wants to go and have fun, connect to friends, connect to a community on the whole. Um, although people like to see their numbers grow. Mm -hmm. If you're a casual user, that's not really necessary. If, yeah. if you're just there to have fun, have fun. If your numbers go up, great. If not, great too. Um, as long as you're having fun, that's all that matters. With businesses, small businesses, social media is essential for growth. It's essential for your business. Again, as we've learned in the past two years, if you don't have a supported community online, mm -hmm. then you risk failure. I mean, mm -hmm. and that's just, that's not trying to be gloomy, doomy, catastrophe. That's how business goes right now, especially in the sewing community, sewing and quilting community. And then if you're an influencer, your, your personal brand, your business is everything. And you have to have social media because that is social media is your business. So the three different aspects of social media for those three different categories is largely different. You know, you can hang out with all three, consistency is key. Yeah. Community is everything. And support within your community. I know there are some people who go on social media and they're like, okay, it's all about me. Yeah. It's me. You know, I'm putting something out there. People should respond to it. Yeah. That's not the case at all. All social media, all business in general is a collective the more people helping each other out, the more each of those people will grow, period. There's no doubt about it. You can look at, you can even look at marketing books, you open to the forward. You can look at quilting books, open to the forward. You will see, you know, Denise Schmidt, oh, love Denise Schmidt. You will see Denise Schmidt commenting on someone else's book yeah. or Pat Sloan, or, you know, you have this, this group of people who is supporting one of their competitors yeah. could be 
fabric brand, could be for patterns, could be for something else, but they're supporting each other. Yeah. Yeah. For the same dollars and they're successful. Yeah. So that tells you something. You know, if you if you want to succeed, sometimes you have to kind of move past, especially when the influencers, that's a big one. Yeah. Even shops, I've noticed sometimes they don't want to compete, but then they all come together to do the, the shop hop. Yeah. yeah, where people go to all these different shops, even in a similar area to pick up these little tags to sew yeah. together. And it amazes me because it's like, guys, you're working together. You're already doing it. And another thing that I always thought might be really interesting is for shops to have sister shops in other states. Ah, yeah. And I, I, I've never approached it before, but I've, in my mind, I'm like, gosh, it would be so great if state to state to state, because if you go to quilt market, a lot of these shop owners are friends in real life. They're just in separate states. Yeah. But if you could do stuff kind of together and to collaborate, to make um, everyone grow, it would be super cool. Yeah, I don't know. A, it is a great idea. And so what I'm hearing from you is if you are a quilter who's looking for joy online, if you're doing it, then you've won. If you're just participating and engaging, if you are someone who's trying to become an influencer or not quite an influencer, but you want to maybe have a, get a sponsor, even if you are a quilt shop, consistency is the key there. And then also when you were talking about the influencers and the people who are really more on social media, you talked about sort of an abundance mindset. There's room for everyone work together. So I love all those things. Those tips are fantastic. Yeah, they're doing a great job. If you ever pay attention to the cosplay community, they're phenomenal at that. They are phenomenal. There's also in the quilting community, if you look at Art Gallery Fabrics, has two designers, um, Maureen Cracknell, who I adore, and Sharon Holland, also I adore. And they work together all the time to do block of the month programs. They're incredible. And they do them each of them has their own patterns. Each of them has their own fabric lines, you know, yeah. and they just, they collaborate and, and pow, magic happens. Yeah. And Art Gallery Fabrics is doing a great job on TikTok right now. I always see them coming they up are, on my For You page. Good stuff. I'm yeah. enjoying it. I'm here for it. That's another thing. A lot of, a lot of brands are not really doing a lot on TikTok. And there are some major brands that, that are really missing out on that trend, but having the presence there, yeah. early adopters are the ones who grow. Yeah. It's so fun. Now, when, now everyone who's listening to my podcast knows that I have the luxury of a discovery call beforehand. And I remember you mentioned something about hashtags. Well, there was the way that I try to explain um, or the way it makes sense to me, hashtags. Hashtags are in a funny place right now because there's um, there's news out recently that you know using less is more. It changes all the time. This is yeah. the thing about social media. Anything I'm telling you today could be changing in an hour. Yeah, and so you kind of have to roll with it. Yeah. The people who start giving up and not using social media at all will get nowhere. That's a guarantee. Yeah. Even if you're doing the wrong thing for the day, you're doing something. 
-hmm. And what happens is that consistency is what will be recognized. And that consistency is what will be rewarded by more followers, by more attention, by the prospect of being seen by brands. Um, And so, you know, that keep up the consistency more than anything else. Hashtags use a combination of big and small. You can hashtag anything up in the upper bar, search it, um, start looking at ones that are relevant to you. You can use them for, you know, big items, which are quilting, sewing. Um, But then as you scroll down, you'll see some that have less. Use some of those too. Use big, medium, um, big, medium and and small different hashtags because you're going to get into some of the micro things and those are good too yeah small not always bad (laughs) right and so when you're talking about big medium and small you're not talking about the size of the word you're talking about it's used 50,000 times or 10,000 times or under 100 times or something like that right because a lot of people will just go for that you know large so say cricket but then you're going to have smaller hashtags that are still relevant to that cricket hashtag yeah. that can also be used. Final, um, yeah. you know, uh, heat press. There are certain micro areas or you know subcultures within that culture, and so those are the things you look for. Like, say, if I were to make a log cabin block, or even more specifically, my favorite, the courthouse step block. You can do quilts, quilting, courthouse step, log cabin, you know, and as you go down, you can see, and then you add in some brands. Okay. So let's say I use Mona fabrics, you know, then I use hashtag make it Mona or uh, thread or full thread or wonderful or whoever. So you can go down Hobbs batting. You can go down and do specific things that may have smaller reach but then other people are going to be searching on that too. Yeah. Back in the day, Heather Valentine, the sewing loft, uh, and I co-hosted this event called Missing Market. So Missing Market was an amazing event filled with love and joy during quilt market for people who could not go to quilt market. And, and truth be told, most people will not go to quilt market because number one, it's very expensive. If you've never had to pay for it, it's really (laughs) expensive even to attend. Mm -hmm. Um, And secondly, it's closed to the general public. Yeah. So it's, it's industry only. So there are a lot of people who have um, serious, the serious fear of missing out because they were not able to attend. And Heather and I found ourselves not being able to attend and um so in less than 24 hours no excuse me 48 hours i had put together a whole thing on missing market we started asking people hey do you want to do this so what i boiled down to was during market hours uh we would have three to four different guest hosts who would all have a challenge and so in that challenge all the people who were participating would use a hashtag, you know, so say mine was always, where do you sew? 
Okay. So if I do missing market again, I'm changing it up because I just <laughs> gave out the first one. Um, and so I would show a photo of my sewing room and talk about my sewing room and some of the things in it and use the hashtag, you know, where I sew. And so, you know, in using hashtags, a lot of people were able to find a lot of different things. Using the hashtag missing market, you knew where you were. Since... <laughs> Since not doing it for a while, other people have tried to take it over, which is interesting. But it was just such a huge, amazing event where people not only enjoyed the time that they didn't get to go to missing, you know, to quilt market. Yeah. Uh, they actually started asking me like a month, two months, and it, it took a good six weeks, honestly, to set it up. They would ask me, hey, are you, are you doing Missing Market? I kind of miss it. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. And it was, it's such a huge undertaking because yeah. it's, you know, the six weeks prep and then it's, you're on from Friday until Tuesday and then weeks after, you know, to organize prizes and things because there were always, I think, I want to say 10 prizes at the end of the day for each day. And then, you know, whatever prize you were giving away during your time, we had some great people participate. We had the most fun. We really did. It kind of sounds like your two worlds of your passion for quilting and sewing and your passion for social media have collided oh, and created this amazing event, right? That's virtual. Yeah, because honestly, it's not necessarily social media that I love. It's the sense of community that I love. Yeah. And social media helps to bring all of our communities together. You know, so for people who are casual users, you know, hashtags are a great way to find your community. And within those communities, you can invite other people to connect to. And it's a beautiful thing. It really is. With businesses, it's a great way to connect to your customer. Hmm. And for businesses and, and brands, I, and I'm just throwing influencers in there too, because influencers are businesses. 10 years ago, uh, influencers were bloggers and bloggers were real willing to do like anything for free. Yeah. I mean, we were, <laughs> I was there. We were all of us bloggers. We were like, yeah, take my content because nobody really understood what it was. And as, um, as the internet has evolved and as socials have evolved, it became less about people giving their work away for free and more about looking for compensation for their time spent. And yeah. they do spend a lot of time creating. So I'm putting, I'm putting influencers in with businesses because that's really what they are. They're not yeah. just you know bloggers out having a good time. These people are hardworking individuals that are providing a service. Yeah. Yeah. And, and should be compensated, you know, for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as far as businesses and brands, social media is a way to connect to your community. So it's not just about popping something up there and going, look, this is what my brand offers. Bam. Yeah. Because that's, you know, really I'm clapping my hand to make a point, And that is you're, you're just like going here. And then you're shutting everything down, yeah. you're shutting all communication down for the most part without going, how do you feel about this? Or do you like, you know, what's your favorite color? How do you, you know, what would you, what project would you make with this? Or can you see this being used this way? 
but having that open-ended conversation with people invites them into your home. When you're on social media, you're inviting someone into your home, whether you realize it or not. And it's one person at a time. It's not 50 million people, 50 billion people. Yeah. You are speaking one-on-one with a person. Yeah, so I love that. If you go into it with a mindset of one-on-one conversation, this is a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. You're more likely to create content that you yourself would connect to. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on over from the social media topic to talk a little bit more about quilting. So I know you have a few products. So tell us about some of your patterns. What, what about your um, cathedral windows and your vintage? Oh, Christmas? yeah. I have already out a cathedral window pincushion pattern. And so that's on um, in my Etsy shop, which is Gogo Kim Sews. I also have a... It's like a vintage card bowl and it's super cool. And it's one of those projects that is really nice because it's a, a hand stitching pattern. It's a set of nesting bowls. There are three of them, but yeah. as you can see, it's like you've got fussy cuts and they're all hand blanket stitched and, you know, but it's all fabrics that you love. And yeah. it's really cute and easy pattern. That is also my Etsy shop. Let's talk about how you teamed up with Free Spirit for a project. Was it a quilt coat? It is a quilt coat. I did. Um, I teamed up with uh, Free Spirit Fabrics. They're so wonderful. And I made one quilt coat already. It's absolutely beautiful. It's Grainline Studios um, Tamarack Coat. Okay. And so I made one and now I'm going to be making a second one. And I, you know, I don't know. It should be a surprise, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's going to be a surprise. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. But that's coming up soon because it's going to be more than, more than just a coat. Okay. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that one. And the best place to watch for that would probably be on your Instagram, right? Probably on either my Instagram or my blog. Okay. So you designed that pincushion in 2010 that made some waves. So what did you say you're about to do now with it? Are you launching something new or doing something? I am. I'm going to be creating kits. So there's going to be kind of like everything you need to make three all packaged up, ready to go with the pattern. And I'm, I'm really excited because I'm going through and finding loads and loads of out of print fabric that I've had since 2000 and I don't know, 12. <laughs> It's so great to have projects that use up your fabric that you love. It's awesome. I know. And I, I found some of it uh, and I'm looking at it going, I love you so much, but I haven't used you. So yeah. somebody else should have that great joy. And really and truly, um, it's, it's been fun doing it because it's a project that my son and I have been doing together, putting these kids together and spending time together. I'd love to know what's your favorite part of the creative process. Well, it, it depends for me. If I'm creating something myself, it's watching it become a reality. Mm -hmm. That is always so cool for me. If it's using someone else's pattern to do something, uh, it's like, wow, I did it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm really a very simple person. I, you know, just the ability that I 
that anyone has to create. I, if somebody told you somewhere along the way that you weren't talented or that this wasn't for you or, you know, this was not your thing, don't listen to them. Yeah. And when they come into your head and start, you know, if you're creating on your own or even if you're using someone else's pattern um, to create something, kick them out of your head. Yeah. Kick them out of there and just go, I'm doing it. I'm doing it my way. And somebody's pattern, somebody else's pattern may not work 100% for you 100% mm -hmm. of the time, but you will find a way to make it work if you want it to. Oh, absolutely. It's such a good message that's coming across from you right now. If someone said something to you in the past, set that aside because I have a sticky note right on my monitor here that I look at every day. It says, what if things turn out better than you could have ever imagined? So just go for it, right? I love that message. It's coming across loud and clear. So I love to ask all of my creative friends this question in every podcast. What brings you the most joy? Community, without a doubt. I mean, there's just, there is no greater joy than someone saying, having their aha moment because of something you shared or learning that people connected, you know, outside of like missing market, you know, child and friends found out they lived in the same neighborhood or two people learned they sewed in a country that, you know, cause this was international. So that was the craziest part is that here, this was this international event and people in other countries were connecting through this event um, around the world. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. So that kind of stuff really, it touches me deeply. It touches oh, that. Profoundly. That is so great because what if you had that dream in your head and you didn't do it, but there was someone out there in the community that could have really used it, right? So yeah, that's, that's a really good message. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor, but when we come back, we're going to talk about Kim's creative path with her blog and we'll get into the lightning round robin. We'll be right back. Oh, these commercials are going to sound so bad because I'm in a hotel room in Phoenix for QuiltCon with the air conditioning blaring in the background. But speaking of travel, are you ready for some quilt travel destinations? I'm taking a tour to the Birmingham Festival of Quilts in England in August 2022 and a tour to Japan in November 2022 to experience a quilt show there as well. I'm so excited and I'd love to have you join me. Go to quilteronfire.com to find out more and book your trip with me today. And did you know that the Quilter on Fire podcast has up to 2,000 unique listeners per week? And not only that, each advertisement is up for the life of the podcast. If you have a shop or a business with products and services for quilters and you advertise, you need to be advertising right here. Go to quilteronfire.com, click on the drop down Listen and Learn to find the podcast page. You can learn more, sign up to advertise, and pick your date right there. Okay, Kim, so I've mentioned that your website is gogokim.com, where you have all kinds of inspiration. So let's talk first a bit about your creative path. What are some of the highlights or opportunities you've had along the way because of your blog and your social media? Well, my blog provided so many opportunities for me, and I wasn't even going to start a blog, actually. Oh. <laughs> my friends, like, forced me into it. <laughs> like, you need to do this. And, you know, in, in 2011, that was when the whole, 
blogging thing really started. You know, that's when Flickr was a thing and blogging really took off. And it was amazing. The community was incredible. All of the bloggers were very supportive. There was a ton, there was a ton of um, blog hopping opportunities that I know they're there. I just don't see them as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do see them, I get really excited because those, those old school type things, they, they pull at my heartstrings, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was my, through my blog that I started doing patterns that were on Moda Bake Shop and went to quilt markets. And that's where my, my first job opportunity came from was going to quilt market. That's when I was, um, asked if I wanted to work for Oracle Thread. So that started that whole thing. And I didn't even really, you know, social media was in its infancy and it blew my mind. It absolutely just blew my mind and shifted the chain, you know, shifted how I felt about what my passion really was, you know, and connecting people within the industry to each other too. It's like, Hey, someone can do this for you. And you, have you met, you know, I feel, I feel as though I'm kind of like, did you ever watch how I met your mother? Yeah. And so when Barney would say, have you met Ted? You know, and I feel like a lot of when I, when I started out, it was, have you met Ted? Have you, you know, but trying to connect people in a way that everybody would succeed was super important to me. Mm -hmm. And that continues in, in so many things that I do, being able to connect people in ways that are meaningful to both parties. So what else is coming up for you? I'm excited to be working with Kim Lapasic and Trish, uh, who is also Quilt Chicken okay. on Instagram. And Kim Lapasic is at Persimmon Dreams on Instagram. But every year they have a, um, a challenge that lasts for three months. This oh. is the 13th season and it's called Project Quilting. Uh-huh. So for 12 weeks... 13th season, six challenges. There are prizes for each of the challenges and it's a lot of fun. It's on Facebook and it's also on Kim's blog, which is kimlapasic.com. And it's a, it's a mystery. So you show up, it's like, here's the challenge. You have this long to get it done. Use whatever. This one, they just launched the first one and it's all the colors. So I'm going to be helping out behind the scenes a little bit with that and some of the stuff. And I'm really excited because they're great, great people to work with. So it's season 13 happening Mm -hmm. now, Project Quilting. And it's Kim Lapasek, L-A-P-A-C-E-K.com. So that's where you can find it. Awesome. That sounds really good. So I'm looking forward to sort of following along with that and seeing what's going on. So we are about to move into the lightning round, Robin. It's something special I like to do with all my guests. It's a series of rapid fire questions and um, yeah, it's just a bunch of fun. So are you ready? I think so. Let's do this. So what is your favorite notion? My favorite notion is my seam ripper Jack. Ah, that's your friend. Your seam ripper's your friend. <laughs> he's, my, he's my one and only. <laughs> okay. And what is on your design wall right now? Um, I don't 
have a design wall right now. I had to take it down because of COVID and had to move a desk in here for myself. <laughs> That's okay. I have, I have like a, I have a design bin. <laughs> a bin. What's in your design bin? <laughs> um, lots of different uh, works in progress, actually. I have stacks and stacks of things that need to be done. Okay, sounds good. So a social media question. If you could have only one color that had to be the featured color throughout your entire Instagram feed, what would that color be? Easy peasy, red. Red, okay. Yep. What do you listen to while quilting? I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it's silence. Just get yes. That's good. Get your head in the quilting space. Okay. And is there anything quilters would never know about you? Um, I collect chairs. What kind of chairs? Uh, all kinds. I mean, it's not one particular kind. I just, I have a lot of chairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. One is um, an Ethan Allen wingback cruel work chair. Oh. I just can't help myself. I'm really awful about it. Uh, so they're for comfort and style, old and new. What kind of chairs are they? All kinds. All kinds. I have all kinds of chairs. I have hand painted chairs. I have, you know, vintage, beautifully handcrafted woodwork chairs that are very simple but oh, wonderful. Neat. Okay. So the last question in the lightning round, Robin, is a social media one. So you can have a little longer answer. What is your favorite social media tool? I know you're going to have more than one. <laughs> Tools. Oh gosh. Well, Canva. Canva is everything. If you're not using Canva, get on Canva. It's really wonderful. Yeah. Such a great tool. And you also have a favorite website for photos, free photos. The last time I was there. Yes. I mean, it's, it's always good to give credit to the person who yeah. We took the photo, but Upsplash is one of my all-time favorites. It's completely free, uh, but do give credit to the uh, to the creator because they work hard to make this happen. Yeah, that's so important. So we've mentioned your website, gogokim.com, where we can find plenty of inf inspiration. So Kim, where is the best place, if people really want that snapshot of you, where's the best place for people to connect with you on social media? Oh, goodness. I, I like Instagram. I like TikTok more, but I want to be doing more blogging this year to go more into depth on things. And that's, that's the great thing about Instagram. Instagram is not the be all end all. Instagram is a beginning. Yeah. TikTok is a beginning. YouTube is a beginning. Yeah. And ultimately the goal of each of those is to funnel traffic to your website or, you know, your area of business. And so, you know, for me, I would, I would much prefer people go directly to my blog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you, if you really want to know me, um, probably Instagram, I'm who I am everywhere all the time. It doesn't change yeah. um, based on the audience because I just don't have time or the wardrobe for that. Okay, so we can find the blog at gogokim.com and your gogokim everywhere on social media except for Etsy where it's gogokim sews. And um, I just wanted to ask you that one question about Pinterest because Pinterest is a little different than social media actually because it's a search engine, right? So do you have a tip for quilters wanting to share their creativity there? I love Pinterest. Pinterest is one of the most unappreciated <laughs> platforms there is for business 
it is by far the best because of a couple of different things. One is that pens are kind of timeless. There are pens that I put up in 2012 that have resurfaced and gained traction over the years. And it, you know, some of those are my highest ranking as far as numbers for pins. I mean, it's like, wow, but that was in 2012. You cannot do the same thing on Instagram. You can't do it on Twitter. You can't do it on Facebook. You cannot do it on TikTok. There is no platform where you can post something and it's still resurface and be valid 10 years later. It's a tool for you to funnel traffic to your, to your website, to where you're going to make money. So, and, and they've been coming up with a lot of new things too. And I, I need to dive a little more into that, but I love Pinterest. You know, when people look at all of these platforms and they get irritated by changes and what have you just remember, this is free. Mm -hmm. This is free. You can choose to, you know, use paid promotions. You can grow just as much, if not more organically, if you put in the time and effort. Um, Either way, you're putting in time and effort, but, you know, you you can grow organically, even in this environment. I know it for a fact. I have numbers to prove it. Changes will always be made. They're being made all the time, every day, which is why at the beginning of the podcast, I said, everything I'm telling you now may change tomorrow. Yeah. from now, but the consistency is what is going to help you grow. Yeah. All good points. Love it. Okay. So this week's podcast giveaway is the cathedral windows pin cushion kit, and you, they can find that online at your Etsy shop, which is go, go Kim sews as well. If they want to go and purchase one, that is such a generous prize, Kim. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm excited. Whoever wins it and makes it, I want to see it. I definitely want to see it. I'm excited for this. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Now, as we wrap up today, what do you want quilters to take away most from our conversation? I want them to have the courage to do what they want to do. You know, try a new pattern, try something different, try something you never thought you could. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you have been sitting on the fence about, um, creating a brand for yourself, now's the best time. If you, if you feel as though you can write patterns, do it. I mean, there, you know, or if you just want to hang out, that's cool too. Just because you are on social media, just because you are creating, doesn't mean you have to go into business with it. Yeah. Just do what you love and share it. That's such a great message. Yeah. Find your joy. Mm -hmm. And stress is okay too, because My daughter says the greatest thing, the greatest motivator is spite and it can be someone else, but more than likely it's yourself. It's like, you have to get through those, those spots. You have to get through them. It's not a bad thing. It's (laughs) like, but don't let it take your joy away, but just use it in a good way and just go, I can do this. I know I can do it. Self, I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. It's like the stress forces you to prove to yourself that you can do something. And when you do, you're going to be doing a happy dance around the room. It's going to be amazing, no matter what it is. Well, Kim, it has been so nice to hear your story today. And you have given us such great tidbits about social media. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was a delight. Thank you so much for having me. 
And that was my interview with Kim Nidzwicki, a sewist, quilter, a pattern designer with a passion for social media. One thing I loved hearing from her is that no one is really a social media guru or maven or expert because it changes every single day. We get massive doses of the unknown from social media, and there's so much pressure to go viral. It's intimidating. You finally figure out how to make a reel on Instagram, and then TikTok comes along and steals the show. So the hardest part of it all is just going gloves off and diving into the ring to try everything. It's new to everyone and we're not alone. So I loved Kim's message about kind of like be the reason somebody starts or be the reason somebody doesn't give up. Just do what you love and share your joy. I hope you got some great tidbits out of this episode. You can find Kim everywhere on social media at GoGoKim. And of course, you can find me at Quilter on Fire. Now, are you loving this podcast? Take a moment right now to think of a friend who might love it too. I'd be so thrilled if you would share this podcast or write a review on your podcast app. The kindest thing you can do to support a creator is to introduce them to your friends. And did you know that Quilter on Fire has taken over the Q Talks lecture series? So watch for upcoming Q Talks in your inbox. We'll have quilt speakers from around the world. Go to quilteronfire.com to sign up for my email so you're the first to know what's coming up each and every week. Thank you for listening to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Until next time, dream big and have fun in the studio with the Quilter on Fire.